Nope. You know my model. My name is Bennett, and I ain't in it. That's what I told my friends as they were bickering back and forth about something that was an ongoing thing with them. In college, um, you were good if you could win an argument. To me, I didn't care. Hey, this is Michelle Spiva, and I want to welcome you to today's podcast of Wisdom Smack, where we dive into playing with polarity or walking the middle ground. I'll see you on the flip, so sit back and relax and enjoy. I guess I was always predestined to be that way. I was second oldest of six. And there was a gap between me and the next birth. And then being sandwiched between two very powerful personalities and my sisters, I tended to take on the observer's role and the observer's advantage. So growing up, I learned how to walk the middle ground really well. Now, I would go on to learn in uh, my studies and my life and all of that, that I was that person who liked to be neutral. Excuse me, you guys. One of the things that I was shocked to find out was that a lot of times when, you know, people would give their input and their insight on me, they would say, you know, yeah, she's really good at seeing both sides. But sometimes I wish she would just pick a side. And it used to hurt. It did. I was like, what? Are you saying I'm wishy-washy? No, people would say you're you're just more objective than most. And I didn't believe it until I was in um, a situation where I had to, like I said, pick a side. And it was the one that I recounted in the, in the beginning where I had two friends and they were on strong opposite sides of an argument. And for the life of me, I just couldn't I, because I could see the pros and cons of each side. And when I finally put my foot down and said, I'm not going to pick a side, something revelatory happened. They said, okay, well then you uh, need, you, you listen to us and help us get through this. They didn't say it like that. But what they were asking me to do was to mediate it because they really did want to move forward. And it was just a sticking point where they were always at each other's throats when this particular thing came up. And I will go on and say it was about religion. So here I am sitting here mediating uh, between them. And I was able to show each each side their pros and cons. And so what they uh, ended up doing after they hashed it out, and it wasn't done in one sitting, I'll just tell you that, they came to a common ground where they could see the similarities between the two so that they could find a way to be uh, friends, be in this group and all of that. And so today I am going to be talking about polarity and playing with it and all of that. Now, of course, being uh, the person that doesn't pick a side, that is um, the mediator in between the sides has its advantages, but it does have its disadvantages. And that's just because of the way life is. Now, when I was starting to gravitate toward um, psychology and the study of the mind and the soul and how things work, I um, 
was delighted to find my spirit animal. I shouldn't call him an animal. Uh, But I found a common understanding and an appreciation for Carl Jung, or Jung, if you want to uh, I'm, I'm, I'm butchering the German pronunciation of that. But he was a great philosopher under the tutelage at first, or I don't want to say tutelage, but he studied under Freud for a little while and then they, they parted ways. And one of the things that I really liked about Carl was that in his uh, study and example of psychology, he was willing to go where he needed to with as much objective observation as possible. Now, what am I trying to get at with those pretty words about him? What I'm saying is, is that he was able to walk the middle ground and go into a lot of areas that others were poo-pooing on. For one, um, his study of alchemy. And I'm talking about the ancient alchemy. And I had always heard the word. And of course, like most people, I always just thought alchemy was about changing lead into gold. And that is uh, one phase of it. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm sorry, you guys. I keep coughing today. Uh, that was one phase of it in um, the Dark Ages when um, that's where people's um, idea of magic would happen. So much so that people thought alchemy was magic. They didn't understand that alchemy, where we get the word chem for chemistry, was a holistic science. And so he went to it to look for spiritual um, insights and came up with so many different things like archetypes, dream theory, Anima, anima and animus and so many other things that we use today, whether you know they came from him and his study and um, practice of alchemy or not. And so I just kind of wanted to, to put this out. I have been hesitant about talking about the side, this side of uh, life that really helps me. And I'm going to just say it. It's almost like it's an unfair advantage once you start understanding that there are invisible laws at play no matter what. Now, of course, we're we're definitely um, aware of and have to respect the law of gravity. What goes up does have to come down. There is a magnetic field keeping us on the surface of this of this earth, of this planet, of this plane, and um, just try it. <laughs> Jump up and see if you can stay, you know, afloat. And so there, like I said, it's easy to understand that there are laws. So when I started uh, embracing uh, Jung uh, back in my early days, it was almost heretical because, of course, I was in this religious um understanding of if we are right, then they have to be wrong and vice versa. And there was no such thing as a middle ground. So I I, I can't tell you how many times uh, that scripture of either you're hot or cold, lest I spew you out, was, was barked at me for some reason or another because I, I refused to uh, say, I'll just go with one side or the other. I was like, you know, based on how I feel, I might like this one day and I might like that another. But yeah, it does make for a harshness because people don't like neutrality. And it's for a good reason. Uh, 
one of the podcasts that I did that um, brought back so many memories uh, of my grandmother, uh, I called it uh, what she would call it, the other side of the coin. And it is really kind of talking about polarity and it is talking about how uh, we swing back and forth. Now with polarity, the principle of polarity uh, it does say that there are opposites. You you can't have light without dark. You can't have up without down, right without left, good without bad. You just can't have it. It doesn't exist. And so that's uh, what that one was about. Now, the thing is, is that is why trying to walk the middle ground between it, trying to be depolarized and neutral all the time is really harsh. And it's really hard. And I'm going to tell you why. Okay, it's hard because as I've talked to you about before, the energy of life and living means that change is really the only constant there is. Energy is neither, um, it, 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 energy is always moving. It is always into and out of form, but what it is not, it is not stagnant because stagnation or non-movement equals death. And when you're neutral, you guessed it, you're not moving. So you need, we need polarity for movement. You have to have opposite opposing uh, sides moving on something to get it to move. And it took, unfortunately, it took me taking my first psychology class in college to start to understand that it wasn't a good to always want to be depolarized, but it was good to know how to do it and when to do it. You see, walking the middle ground affords you an uh, awareness that a lot of times you cannot get when you're on one side of something or the other. Now, I talked about uh, my favorite, Carl Jung, and uh, my adoration for him and um, his almost bequeathing unto me permission to study the alchemical arts. And I'm going to be mentioning a book today. I was hesitant about mentioning it, but I will say it has become the textbook of my adult life. This book helps me to find answers for when I'm stuck, when I want to move to a a, a different existence. I was in meditation the other day and I was, and I'm going to do a podcast on this um, in the near future. And I was pondering on gullibility, my gullibility, our gullibility, why it's uh, a component of our life. And you guessed it. I was able to go into uh, this book and find uh, sage wisdom about how to deal with it. And so I'll just go on and mention it now. And from here on, you'll probably hear me refer to this book a lot because it is chock full of wisdom, insight, and knowledge. I'm going to say also that this knowledge is so concentrated and powerful that the average person who gets their hands on it won't be able to deal with it. You won't be able to just sit down and and, and deal with it. it. It's going to penetrate and mess up some stuff. So be ready. Take it in small chunks. Uh, every person that I have referred to this book over the last few years has eventually come back and told me it changes your life. You were right. It, it, will, it will change your life. If you just dare read it and meditate on it, it will change your life. And um, also, most of them, they don't read it. You know, you just can't read this book like, you know, from front to back. You usually go and um, have to pick a section and, and marin- you know, meditate on it and let it marinate in the back of your thoughts. 
So enough about that. The book's name is The Complete Idiot's Guide to. So it is not the dummies version. It is The Complete Idiot's Guide to Alchemy. And it's by uh, William Hawk. And I'm going to put the link in the show notes for you. One of the things that um, it is really good at is breaking down the different components of our life. Like it has uh, a great, all of the sections are great. But the section on um, alchemy of the spirit and the soul and the and the spiritual, there is a section that I go to all the time that I will tell you has been the direct result of the reason why I make a living to this right now. Uh, it uh, does a treatise on dragons. Yes, on dragons uh, and how dragons represent the uh, spiritual side of alchemy. And uh, meditating on that, I've been inspired uh, to write about them in my uh, fantasy series and uh, just some of the insights that they provide. I've been able to add personification in my characters who are dragon shifters. And it's just great. And I continue continue to get insight, uh, revelation, and even remembrance of things um, from my eternal past when I I meditate on on this section and the others. And then he takes you through um, the black, the white, the red phases, and all of these different things. And at any given time, you can be in this and not know it. But as I've said before, once you can name something, you can claim it. Meaning that if you can put a name on it, that means that you can control it and command it. You know, I I always look at those revelatory things of being able to understand something as the command key, having that command key to override stuff and, and make it better. So let me talk about polarity. And polarity is one of the seven hermetic or alchemy principles. I'm going to give you the seven principles real quick. And then, um, I'll talk about polarity and you can't do it in just one and and stay within like the 30 minutes that I try to stay within, but I'm going to just mention them. So there are seven alchemical principles or hermetic uh, principles as they're known from Hermes, Transmagistus, who was also Toth uh, in the uh, Kemet or, or Egyptian times. So the principle of mentalism, and that is that everything is mind and that the universe is mental. Then you have the principle of correspondence. Now, that principle means uh, you've heard it before, as above, so below. And as below, so above, meaning that uh, there are mirrors to things. Then you have the one of vibration. And this is the one that um, deals with the energies. And that is that nothing rests. Everything moves. Everything vibrates, meaning that change is all there is. It's um, energy is moving into and out of form all the time, moving. So I've already talked about that a little bit. So now polarity, this is the principle of polarity. And that is everything is a dual. Everything has its poles or its polar opposite. Everything uh, is um, the same and it is opposite. It is identical in nature. Uh, It is different in degrees and extremes, but it is the same. Remember the coin, the the, uh, heads and the tails of the coin still make up the coin. Now, this is the part that I really like about polarity and I um, sometimes use as my mantra to help me understand uh, when I'm getting a little too far off because, yeah, even though I tend to try to walk the middle ground, I can be very polar about a lot of stuff because that's what belief is based on. 
And this is the thing about polarity that I like, and that is half-truths, all truths are half-truths, and all paradoxes are reconciled. What that means is for every truth, there is another side to that truth, and it is its polar opposite. So that's polarity. Then, of course, we have gender. I've mentioned gender before uh, off the cuff. I didn't call it out as the law of gender, but it is. And gender says that everything has a masculine and a feminine principle and that gender gender manifests on all planes. And I usually like to call planet planes because, you know, a plane uh, does not necessarily have to adhere to time. But when you put that T on it, it means that you're looking at a plane within the time that you're in. And the reason why I like to take that T off is because a lot of times when I'm in situations, I have to become that person who got what I'm going after. Uh, I, I mentioned one of my favorite authors, Brandon Sanderson, and he wrote a book called The Emperor's Soul, which is a short read, which is awesome. And in there, the character has a moment where she has to get out of something of peril and she tells herself to remember to be the person who successfully got out of this. And you can't do that if you are continuously staying in one time or one reality. So I I usually take myself out of a planet and I put myself on a plane because a plane, you can go anywhere you need to, uh, between the, even to different planes. All right. So I hope that's not like muttering things down, but you know what? I'm just going to go with it. I'm going to believe that you're sticking with me on this. Okay, so then we have the law of rhythm. Now, the law of rhythm, a lot of times use it in conjunction with most things. To me, the law of rhythm is like my seasoning on everything Um, because I have learned through the years that you can work with the law of rhythm to control your forward projection. And that's for another time. I'm going to talk about the great pendulum and and how you can use it. But the, the law of rhythm says that everything flows in and out. Everything um, has its tides, you know, like the 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 tides of, of um, the the shore, the seashore tides and the ocean and all of that. And that all things rise and fall. Now, the pendulum sounds a lot like polarity, but it is a rhythm to it, moving to and fro. And that uh, the pendulum swings manifest um, everything. It, it means that... Um, for what goes to the right comes back to the left. Uh, what rises falls. And that the rhythm of things compensates so that you don't just have all rainy days and you don't just have all sunny days. And it has taken me a while to understand the difference and the uh, symmetry of polarity and rhythm. Um, because polarity is duality. So I like to look at polarity as encompassing the boundaries by which rhythm operates. So polarity has an up and a down. The rhythm, the law of rhythm has uh, where you swing up and down or back and forth. And so polarity uh, can encompass rhythm. And then the last one is uh, cause and effect. And that is that everything has a cause and effect, meaning that if you walk out into the street, you might get hit. <laughs> you know, I know that's that's a weak one. Um, what I usually uh, think of when I um, look at it is that 
because you do something, there is a reaction. And that's another way to explain what stagnation means. Stagnation, walking the middle ground, being depolarized means you're not doing anything. You're not causing anything to have an effect, meaning that you're in stasis and basically you're dead. You're just dead. So there's that. So let me repeat these real quick because my time is going fast today, you guys. So those seven principles that I talk about, mentalism, correspondence, vibration, polarity, gender, rhythm, and cause and effect. And today I'm talking a little bit about the principle of polarity, meaning that everything has its duality and that all truths are simply a half truth because there's always another side. That's why you can have right or wrong and each person can be right and each person can be wrong. One of the most profound statements I came across that opened up a whole new revelation one time. Uh, This was well after my first mediation, by the way, was that uh, no one is all the way innocent or all the way guilty. Everyone has a a, a part to play in a scenario. And that was revelatory. But it's already explained in these seven principles that I just went over. So here's a few things I want to say about the power of polarity and how you can play with walking the uh, middle ground at times. But I wanted to make sure I gave you um, the pros and cons up front and gave you a little background for it. Um, So now, when you want to get new perspectives. So I get paid for being me, thank gosh. And I get paid because I am able to be extremely and highly creative with precision to people's um, problems and issues. And it is because I am able to fit in a depolarized neutrality of um, being able to see both sides, pros and cons, as well as being able to be objective to um, see what can happen, uh, good or bad. Now, like I said before, I don't say that this is just a superpower gift. I've worked on it for years of being able to embrace and understand as much as I can from all sides of a situation. And thus, when you do that, you are naturally able to be, and here comes the duality of it, a mediator or a mercenary. In alchemy, they have symbols, and uh, one of the symbols that have been uh, attributed over the years um, have been the pillars, the dual pillars. One is black, one is ivory, uh, onyx and ivory, uh, Boaz and Joachim, and they call them the pillars of, are you ready for this, mercy and severity. So as a depolarized person on a situation, because it's not a lifestyle, it's just a situation, you're able to either... Be the mediator, meaning that you can be the judge and and see objectively to to render a decision or to help somebody to be better, or you can be a mercenary, and that uh, so the the mediator is the mercy, the mercenary is the severity, and that mercenary is not on anybody's side. They're simply there to do the job that needs to be done, of severity or punishment or carrying out a deed. Now, mercenaries do get a bad rep for being for hire. But in its truest sense of the mercenary, the mercenary goes in and does the work that nobody else either can or refuses to do. And they get compensated for doing their job. Now, here's another thing that I really like about polarity. And I'm thankful if you've stuck with me this far. And that is that polarity, when you think of it, it's the blueprint for the nature of reality. 
because polarity contains those boundaries so that the law of rhythm has its means by which it swings back and forth. The mentalism, the all is mind universe um, works within this field to create. The law of correspondence as above, so below is contained within this to be able to mirror stuff. You know, we can go on with vibration and gender and um, cause and effect. And so when you're looking at polarities, you're looking at the blueprint of how our very nature is set up. Isn't that powerful? So then um, that that also means that you can have, when you have polarity, uh, in addition to it being able to have movement, polarity causes conflict. Now, conflict is good because true conflict brings about change. And change, as we know, is that movement of energy into and out of form. So conflict actually creates new things within a situation. Um, bad, not there is no such thing as bad conflict. Conflict that is uh, treated as bad uh, turns into destruction. But still, you still have the possibility of creation or destruction when conflict shows up. So you see how polarity is just all up in there? Um, You know, so when we look at the, the polarity of things and how to play with it, First, I like to look at what could attract and what could repulse because those are the things. The best way to give you a visual of polarity is a battery where on one end it has its positive charge and on the other end it has its negative. Polarity is the electromagnetism where you have electricity and you have magnets and they collide together to create sparks. So you can look at stuff like uh, attraction and repulsion. Uh, Another thing is, is if you're walking that middle ground, you're able to play both sides or understand both sides because you're able to see them. And like I said before, eventually you're going to have to pick a side because polarity does not support um, neutrality. It just doesn't. Remember that scripture I told you I always got thrown at a lot of times when I wouldn't pick a side? Uh, You know, it uh, says that the Lord says, you know, pick a side. I would rather you be hot or cold, but not lukewarm lest I spew you out. That's because polarity uh, is meant to continue the life cycle. And when you refuse to, to, to do that, you're in this no man land where you're outside of the laws and uh, you can't sustain it. And so because of that, I, I say that the wisdom that I got after being quote unquote wishy-washy and not choosing size was that after I have chosen the middle ground and walked it, I have the freedom to now use the law of rhythm to swing back and forth as I please because now I know what both sides uh, represent and I know when to employ each so that I can get the greatest benefit out of them. Remember, polarity and being able to walk that middle ground gives you an insight and an awareness like no other. Because when you stay and you stick in that, I don't want to say stay, but when you're able to slide into that no man's land, you have a 360 periphery view of everything around you and you're not affected by it. Um, Think about what does this mean for you with regards to wisdom smacks? Say, for instance, you're in a politically charged environment and everybody is fighting. Remember conflict. And there's a lot of movement, but it's chaotic and it's chaos. And you want to find the best path for you. 
for your peace of mind and you want to continue to move forward. The first thing that people will tell you is to be objective. That's code word for depolarize yourself. Don't be so emotionally attached to one side or the other. Become neutral. And that gives you the uh, washing away of uh, prejudices so that you can look at both sides of the situation and you can see the good and the bad on each. And then once you have depolarized yourself and made an objective assessment of stuff, then you can move forward and understand your choice better of what's going to be best for you. It's the same thing with a lot of other issues. That's why they call them polarizing because you have to pick or you get to, I'm going to say that because we have power, you get to pick a side. Now, this is um this is something that I, I I am finding that as I'm continuing to grow and I was just looking at my um complete idiot's guide to alchemy uh the other day about something and it was um I am I am trying not trying I am working towards going further to be able to do more in my life my health my business and it helped me it helped me to understand this by going back to this alchemy book and it was that. I have polarity working on me because when you become stuck in a rut or stagnant or not moving, an opposing force is what you need to nudge you to get forward. Now, unfortunately for me, my nudging force has been the pillar of severity. It has been the discipline. It has not felt good. And it, because I want to escape the displeasure of what it feels like to be uh, disciplined by the pillar of severity, I am moving forward whether I want to or not. And I got that revelation that, oh my gosh, polarity works on us whether we are trying to or not. So you can't stay you can't stay depolarized all the time. You got to pick a side or those pillars of mercy and severity of uh, the, the mediator or the mercenary are going to be there to give you the nudge to keep you moving because this, this is all about life, sweet pea. This is all about movement. And so I want you to remember that what goes up must come down. What goes to the right must come to the left. And that a lot of times if you're experiencing something that doesn't feel too good, it's probably that you have been walking the middle ground a little too long. And that is polarity giving you a nudge to get moving and to get living. So guess what? This has been Wisdom Smack. My time is up. I thank you for yours. This has been your host, Michelle Spiva. And I'm going to go on and ask you to please like, comment, subscribe, rate, and share, and review. And please continue to use our link to support this podcast when you shop at Amazon by going to michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, 
uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.